0: What makes God sing? We're going to find out this morning with Pastor Brian Bill from Edgewood Baptist Church. Good morning, Pastor Bill. Hey, good morning, Deb, Seth, and Ken. Good seeing you guys. Good to see you too, man. Yeah, so Beth and I were out in Virginia after Christmas, and I got up early every day and went for a run. Mm-hmm. Well, it was more like a trot, <laughs> and I did that in a vain attempt to counteract all the Christmas cookies I ate. Well, anyway, one morning, I ran past a mailbox that was so full that a number of bills and letters were strewn on the ground. Mm. And I didn't pay much attention the first time I ran past, but when I circled back a short time later, I stopped and looked more closely at some of the correspondence on the ground. Uh, One said, open immediately. Another was marked personal and confidential. So I decided to gather up all the rogue mail, and I carefully placed everything back in the mailbox. Well, as we begin the new year, God has addressed a letter for us to open and comprehend, and I'm thinking of the letter to the Ephesians, a book inspired by the Holy Spirit, written the human author written by Paul, and this correspondence is so powerful and personal uh, that you'll want to not let any part of it fall to the ground. Paul begins with buoyant joy, verse 3 of chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. The word bless means to speak well of, to praise. We get our word eulogy from this Greek word. One commentator says the idea is to praise with worshiping love. number I'm doctrine must always lead to doxology because our position before him should catapult us into praise. Notice how God has blessed us. First, he's blessed us in the past so we can have certainty and assurance he has already blessed us Mm. and next the word us shows these blessings are for all believers including jews and gentiles there are not categories of blessings there's not like super christians who have more (laughs) blessings and kind of intermediate christians (laughs) who have less blessings no if you're a believer you've already been blessed there are no second class christians Mm. Uh, Thirdly, these blessings come only to those in Christ. Lewis Sperry Chafer writes, To be in Christ is to partake of all that Christ has done, all he is, and all that he will ever be. And listener, check this. We have every blessing we need. We're not lacking anything. If you're a born-again believer, you don't need an extra word from the Lord. You don't need a prophetic utterance. Everything we need to know is found in the Bible, and every blessing we need has already been given to us. Well, let me say it like this. We don't need a so-called second blessing because we've already been given 10,000 blessings. Mm -hmm. So when we receive Christ, we receive everything God has for us. We are complete in Christ. These blessings are primarily spiritual, not material. And finally, we can't see these blessings because they're in the heavenly places. We often can't see them, which means they're higher, better, and more secure than earthly blessings. To say it another way, you're seated in the heavenlies with Christ even when you're living down here in the dumps. Well, in the second half of Ephesians 1, Paul prays for believers to know God better. Hosea 6.3 gives us this exhortation, let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. Paul's aim in life is summarized in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him. Do you know God or do you just know about God? Well, as part of his prayer, there's a phrase in here that just Grab me recently. Paul prayed that believers would experience two of the many blessings we've been given, and we see these in verse 18. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. The word enlightened means to see, to illuminate, to have the light turned on, as in Luke 24, 45, when Jesus walked on the road to Emmaus with his two disciples. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So uh, I pray, listener, that the light would go on for you today in two ways. First of all, that God would restore hope to you if you're feeling hopeless. This is a prayer of Paul for believers. God loves to restore hope when we feel hopeless. And secondly, God longs for us to understand that believers are God's inheritance. Now, this is an easily overlooked phrase because at first glance, it appears to repeat the truth found in verse 11 and verse 13, which speak of our guaranteed inheritance in heaven, which is true. We're sealed by the Holy Spirit. We know he's our deposit. But as we look more closely, this verse insists that we, believers, are God's inheritance. Mm-hmm. Kent Hughes writes, think of it, he owns all the heavens, but we are his treasures. The redeemed are worth more than the universe. We ought to be delirious with this truth. This is first alluded to in Deuteronomy 32.9, which reads, But the Lord's portion is his people. Psalm thirty three twelve. 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his inheritance. This past weekend, I preached on Psalm 139 after celebrating God's work in the womb, sanctity of human life. Believers are reminded of this stunning truth that God thinks about us all the time. Check this, verses 17 and 18, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they're more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Don't you love it when someone says they've been thinking about you? David is blown away by the fact that God is thinking about him all the time. The word precious means costly and valuable. So God not only created us, he also cherishes us. He made us any cat can't stop thinking about us. And when David contemplates how many times God's thoughts are directed toward him, he says the number is too vast, it's too uncountable, and then he's like, it's like the number of grains of sand on the seashores in all the world. Wow. That's how much he thinks about us. Um. And listener, you're going, uh-uh, not me. Because most Mm -hmm. of us are just beating ourselves up, right? We're Mm -hmm. filled with guilt and shame. We know how how far we fall short. Mm -hmm. But God ponders us. He's present with us. Or as David Mm -hmm. says, I awake and I am still with you. God cherishes what he created. So Psalm 92, verse 5. How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. Psalm 40, verse 5. You have multiplied, O Lord, my God, your wondrous deeds, okay, check this phrase, and your thoughts toward us. He's multiplied that. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. So if you're a born-again believer, God treasures you because you are his treasure, he thinks about you all the time. He thinks about the church all the time because the church is his prized possession. All right, Zephaniah three seventeen describes God breaking out into song when he thinks about his people. So it's always good to set the context. We don't want to pull it out of context. God's writing to his rebellious people who've been idolatrous, they've fallen short, they've totally messed up. This is what God says to people like that. The Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. And so if you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus through the new birth, you are of significant value to God. You matter to him. And he looks forward to being with you for all eternity. Now, listener, I can't see your face, but my guess is you're still not really tracking. You're like, no way. Well, <laughs> let me go to the book of Revelation. Just as a groom eagerly awaits his bride, so Jesus longs to welcome his bride, and his bride is the church, his redeemed people. He well, he longs to welcome his bride as his own. This is poignantly portrayed, Revelation 19.7. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Revelation 21, nine tells us what an angel said to John. Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. So believer, ponder this truth today. When God thinks about you, he rejoices over you with gladness. When he says your name, He breaks out into song. Whenever I receive a note or a letter of encouragement in the mail, it makes me smile because I know that this person went out of their way to think of me. But even more, they found some paper or a card, they wrote out some words, they purchased a stamp, and they dropped it in the mail. Friend, don't let God's love letter to you fall to the ground this year. Open the mail that he has sent to you and open it every day through time in his word because he is for you Mm -hmm. and he sings over you Mm. what a great reminder for each of us to not go on our feelings not to go on our circumstances and a beautiful reminder of how precious we are to the lord yeah Yeah. but to go by his truth you know really stand on his truth about who we are in him Oh, Deb, that's so good. Most of us look at our circumstances and we try to interpret them. Well, this is what God's doing. God's right. punishing me or God's telling me something. And it, well, it just could be snowing and slushing out, right? It mm. doesn't mean that there's a special message right. for you in that. Yes. But also when yeah. you talked about don't let our feelings drive us, I think of a train, the old analogy of the train. We have the engine and the, the, you have the coal car and the caboose. Mm. The engine are the facts, the coal car is our faith, and the feelings are is the caboose. But most of us put the feelings as the engine, Yes. and our yeah. feelings are driving the train, and when we do that, the train goes off the tracks. Right, It's right. very good. As always, Pastor, mm-hmm. thank you for stopping by. Thank oh, my you for pleasure. your insight and your word. I love that you uh, have pastors come in. All the pastors you have mm-hmm. are great friends of mine, so thank you for doing that, Moody Radio.